Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of HR in 15. I'm your host, Derek Kudum, Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige PEO. Today, we're joined by Ben Brooks, CEO of Pilot Coaching Software. Ben has an extensive background in HR and now leads Pilot, a technology platform he created to address the gaps in executive coaching he'd noticed throughout his career. Ben is here to talk about career development, employer retention, and how to keep a remote workforce challenged and engaged. We'll also discuss Ben's coaching philosophies and how many um, executives have had success under Ben's guidance. It's, it's good to get a feel of, 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 of how Ben coaches and, and what he does for people because it's really, really inspiring. Um, Ben, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm awesome. Really glad to be here. Excited to have this conversation. You bet. You bet. And and I think um, to get started, I, I'd like to uh, have our listeners learn a little a bit about you. Okay. So can you just talk about your background a little bit and maybe, um, you know, your philosophies on, on how you coach and, and what that looks like? I know I can just tell that you're full of energy and pep. So I'm really excited to uh, to hear your thoughts. Absolutely. Well, you know, in terms of background, it's it's kind of funny. I wound up in the careers space that I think maybe it was meant to be. But when I was a, a kid, we had a board game. A family friend gave us uh, called Careers, and uh, it was all about optimizing around different variables in one's careers. And I loved playing that game. Uh, my mom was actually a, uh, a career counselor and academic advisor in the community college space, and in particular helping uh, single parents and and women domestic uh, abuse survivors uh, get economic independence and manage their careers. So just kind of always grew up talking about, you know, work and, and optimizing it and how to be satisfied and how to find success. And, um, and it wasn't until, you know, uh, further on in my career that I really kind of said, hey, I want a career about careers. Uh, I've done a lot of things from the rental car business and, you know, defense contracting and making spy planes for the Army and the Navy and wound up a management consultant, you know, working with airlines and maintenance facilities and on-time performance and then wound up in the insurance industry and HR and the diversity, and then later talent management and learning and uh, workforce, you know, analytics and communications, and and then wound up eventually a coach and in the business of helping people with their careers. So it just seemed like uh, uh, maybe I took a circuitous route to get here, but I think the uh, the, the the you know the the zigzag path has always served me well to, to learn more and, and to have more range. Yeah, so so I can consider you a true entrepreneur, correct? I, I, I believe I am a true entrepreneur and, and uh, you know, I've uh, been out of the corporate world. Uh, they say that the two most addicting things in the world are heroin and bi-monthly paychecks. And so I came off of the latter about uh, eight years ago and have been uh, been a business owner since. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think you're 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 goading me into doing the same thing because this is uh, <laughs> exciting stuff. Um, so so tell, tell tell us about how you how you how you're coaching like philosophies are like what i understand that there are components that you preach when you're when you're coaching you know an executive or an employer whomever that may be yeah well i'll make one other quick point is is sure. nothing wrong with having a job right just to be clear uh probably about 99 percent of people should have a job jobs are good jobs have done done well for me um especially based on your lifestyle configuration and things like that um i do not recommend being an entrepreneur for the vast majority of people it's been a much harder path uh, and and more challenging. It's it's personally worked out for me and my lifestyle configuration, but 
by no means do I want to get across that I think everyone should be uh, an entrepreneur. There's anything wrong with with having a job because because I've had a lot of great jobs that have made me really really happy. But I think sure. when it comes to when it comes when it comes to coaching, you know, I, I end up you know working within my private practice. In addition, you know, Pilot is a is a coaching software that we deploy to companies, but I also have a private practice, which is really where I, I, I you know, honed my coaching skill, working with a lot of other entrepreneurs and founders, but also executives at companies and managers of people working at nonprofits and big companies and small companies. And there was kind of five core things, Eric, that I found really uh, made a difference in what people really needed. And the first being, you know, empathy and compassion, that high achievers and hard chargers are often really hard on themselves. And it's very difficult to grow and to get better or to make change when we are kind of our own worst heckler or enemy. That's a big part of coaching. The second is, is you know, really a, a safe space and a confidant and someone, uh, you know, to, to be a cheerleader to share things with. I remember one time I, I had a, a client text message me a receipt of an ATM uh, and it had a million dollars deposit going into the bank. And it was about a business outcome he had produced. But he's not going to put that on Instagram, right? But it was something he could share with me, or someone will say, "Hey, I set a boundary, right? You know, I, I, I level set with my spouse about, you know, uh, sharing the childcare, whatever it may be." That to be that real independent confidant is really important. The third thing people often need is, is you know, rigor and accountability, in particular on themselves. Most people work in their jobs, but not necessarily on their careers. And so, coaches help make sure that sort of on a regular basis, you're having a board meeting about yourself, your career, and broadly your life, because yeah. coaching often starts with professional aims. And then, you know, there's only one of us, there's only one Eric and one Ben. And so uh, it, it goes broadly in that regard. The fourth is sort of, you know, prioritization and focus, you know, creative people, people that are hard charging, people—they have a lot of things in our heads, right? But it's like a tornado. And we can only work on very few things because one of the only fair things in the world is we have 24 hours in a day, no matter who we are. So really helping to, to focus on kind of what matters and what's next. And then the fifth thing is to challenge, right? And to develop, right? To call things out, to, to synthesize, to have observations, to reflect back. Um, a lot of times people get into positions in life where they're they're the, the highest paid person, right? They're the, the person in the room with the biggest title or they own the business or something. And they don't have people that have an independent dynamic and, and the skill to really potentially touch the nerve or reflect something that may be a blind spot. Sure. And and of those five components, what, what do you find when, when someone comes to you, what do you find the most common um, component that is lacking? Like, what is there is there one theme that sticks out with individuals who need, you know, your guidance? I mean, all of them for sure. But if you kind of yeah. pull up is that independent of which one, they're just not spending the time on, you know, advancing themselves in their career. They're just right. busy doing. It's a groundhog day. It's rinse and repeat. Get up, get on the train, go to work, do the thing, you know, commute, drive, go home, you know, have a beer, go to bed. And so it, I think getting out of the groundhog day loop, whether whether any of those five things are the things they need most, they, most people need all of them, but it's that they're not making the time or the focus. And really, you know, Reed Hoffman, the, the LinkedIn co-founder from the PayPal Mafia, wrote a book called The Startup of You. It's a great book. Yeah. And yeah. it's a real, you know, great mindset. And he kind of says, hey, think about your career and you, you, you're leasing a capital asset to a company in a job. And if you owned a capital asset, if you owned an airplane or if you owned an MRI machine or something like that, you would make sure you maintain the machine and you'd probably improve it. You know, I can tell you in the airline business, you know, aircraft actually become better with time. They, they become more efficient because you upgrade them. You do these things called PIPs and you add different software and hardware. You make them more aerodynamic and efficient and things. And in a career, you're the asset. And so you've got to be investing in yourself 
on a continuous basis, not just when you're looking for a new job. So important. I can, I completely agree that you're always trying to improve yourself and it's probably the hardest thing to do. Um, let me ask you this is, is, um, be, with the pandemic and maybe with a lot of people having, you know, this type of, you know, stop and just do, and have, have you seen, have you had people, more people come up to you than usual and reach out and ask for assistance because they're in that like zone where they can't get out. They're, they're just in one place right now. Have you seen that? I mean, I think across a variety of, of uh, help and support services, be it mental health or therapy, be, you know, people with meditation yeah. of their faith, you know, with professional coaching, executive coaching, I think across all of them, it's been a boom uh, during this period because people need more support and life is harder. And I certainly have seen that myself, uh, both with the pilot software as well as my private practice. Um, I've had a sold out practice and it's, it's um, you know, people are uh, typically in our lives, you know, you, you know, we have different roles. So you have your COO role, uh, but there's also a role you, you have maybe a spouse or a, a friend or a parent role. And, and I, you know, you may have roles in your community and roles, you know, have goals with each role and then they exist in a context. The big challenge with the pandemic is the context for work was often the office. Right. We would go into work when you work remotely and it's the same context for being a spouse or being a roommate or being a family member. It's the same context for, you know, your social life and hanging out virtually on Zoom happy hours and stuff. The context get collapsed and it's very disorienting about when you're in which role and what you're doing and how you prioritize. And so people have been really challenged in particular. Big, big, big empathy goes out for our working parents who have kids that are doing a lot of remote learning. And despite the teachers and schools doing the best they can, they were just not set up for, you know, you know, second graders to sit in front of and log into Zooms every 45 minutes all day long. Yeah, well, in, in my case, it's eighth graders logging into Zoom all day long and, and it <laughs> never stops and you're, but it is true, you're doing 10 different roles, right? It's a, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a kind of a transformation and a sudden transformation that no one obviously expected. So yeah, there's, there, there's bound to be confusion and, and, you know, kind of people that just need assistance in, in, and like you said, in different areas. Um, you know, I wanted to uh, shift focus a little bit and can you, could you just tell us like, especially in a time like this, why career development, you know, in your view is so important. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's a Chinese proverb that says, when was the best time to plant a tree? And the answer is 20 years ago. <laughs> the second best time is now, right, or is today. And so career development is 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 a little like maintenance, like infrastructure, right? The longer you wait, the more it costs, the harder it is to do. And so, you know, the thing that we have seen with Pilot this year is that people are hungry to focus on something positive. They want to look at something about the future. There's been so much you know, strife and unrest and much of it justified this year and, and the, the pandemic and the economy and elections and all this. And so, you know, career development is a way to take control. It's a way to be in action, right? And when people feel out of control, it, their mood and their engagement and their productivity, uh, their well-being tanks. And when people start to take action, you know, if you ever met someone who's going to starting a journey, it can be even a long journey, but they're, they're losing 100 pounds, but they lost a pound, they're in motion. And so I think that career development is a way for people to feel empowered and to be excited about the future. And, and by the way, despite all the unemployment, um, you know, many of your listeners who are in the HR space know that, uh, you know, top talent is hard to find in many roles, even right now. And some companies with big balance sheets like the big tech firms are poaching talent. 
So if people don't feel that they have a future somewhere and that they can grow and develop and learn and be better and improve their situation, they're going to leave. Yeah, it's in some ways, it's an opportunity for 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 um, people to really evaluate their careers because there's other opportunities elsewhere based on, you know, just a lot of um, different moving parts in different companies, I would think. So, yeah, so there's a, there's a huge actually opportunity for career development for people that, that are focused on on what they want to do. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, let me ask you this. So with the permanent shift towards remote or, you know, remote or partially remote workforces, what what should, on the other side, employers do to ensure employees that were working from home or that have to work from home are reaching their full potential? Like, what are, what are the, some of the things employers should be thinking about? This has been a, a real baptism by fire working from home. I mean, I run a 100% remote company, so we have right. the culture and the process and the technology to do it. Most organizations just hand people a laptop and let them turn on Microsoft Teams and pray to God it would work and just be in meetings all day. And, you know, I think that uh, it's been really hard. And, and again, employee development has been largely an in-person kind of activity that's in conference rooms or it's at a Sheraton in the ballroom or it's at a, you know, a corporate training facility at campus. And so a big thing is to, to just engage in conversation and make time for it and space for it. Obviously, there are investments like our product pilot, and there's a bunch of other things in the market that can be very helpful. But I think that it's, you know, employees need a bit of a nudge because the default is always performance. The default is always the job, right? Get through today, right? Uh, get through all of your emails, you know, but, you know, there's a, in the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, it's all small stuff. They say you'll die with things in your inbox, Right. So the goal isn't to necessarily get to inbox zero, right? You got to carve out some time to, to make yourself better, not to just to, to perform, right? But to get better. And so I think employers making sure also they're giving developmental feedback. Most of the time when managers are giving feedback and performance reviews, it's past-based evaluative feedback. How someone did about something in the past, you're driving right. a car, they're looking in the rear view mirror, right? What, yep. what helps with career development is future-focused developmental feedback. That's looking through the windshield, looking ahead. And that's really talking about not how well someone did on a particular thing, but what could help them fulfill their untapped potential, which is that's a very motivating and exciting conversation. Yeah, so so the way, the way we can think about it is, yes, performance evaluations and making sure employees are comfortable at home is is always you know mission critical, right, to their success, yep. but also understanding how we go forward with with employees and you know i go back to that term that we just used career development right it's so important you know at 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 a point like this where you know there's a future state of where we will be in three months six months nine months in in where people will be working from right if the pandemic will end right the confusion is probably very scary right to some which absolutely Absolutely. And if you think about, a, you know, a great vacation you take, you know, I, I took my parents to to uh, Bali and the Philippines um, over the holiday break, uh, seems like ages ago. But our yeah. vacation didn't start the day we got on the airplane. Our vacation started four months early when we booked the plane tickets because we're doing the I'm going to Bali dance. Right. And so you're the future. You know, your current state is really a function of the future into which you're living. And if you're living into a future that is despair or gloom or tedious or disempowering, then today sucks. But yeah. if you're living into a future called things are going to get better, which right now with all the news and the outside stimulus, it doesn't seem like it's going to get better. It seems it's going to get worse. But in the career realm, if you can have employees in a conversation about the future and it's compelling, you know, you're helping them book their plane ticket today. 100%. Don't forget about your friends the next time you go to Bali. That's number one. <laughs> number two, um, that's what great leaders, in my view, are all about. 
It's making sure that they're creating that optimism, you know, for their employees, you know, and, and making, you know, leading that ship, if I may. Right. So, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, so Ben, I wanted to, um, first, did you have some fun here? I had a lot of fun today. You got me going. I, I was sitting there. I love it. I'm now I'm pacing back and forth. I'm just so jacked up about this. I, I, I could, I could, I could, I could do it all day too. But um, what I'd like to do is have you back for another episode where I think I, it's important for our listeners to really understand your technology, um, you know, how, how it works and, and, and also where technology fits in all of that we've discussed today. Does that sound like a plan? I'd love to do that. You bet. Um, and, and I do want to thank you, uh, obviously Ben, for being here. I look forward to our next episode. And I want to thank our listeners uh, for, for tuning in today. You can listen to more episodes featuring insights and advice um, from from Ben and other um, experts by searching uh, HR and 15 on your favorite podcast app or at hrn15.com. Um, everyone have a great day. Thank you so much. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.